What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to another episode of the LB Fee Show. As always, this bi-weekly conversation about Long Beach State Athletics is hosted by the562.org, and it features the one and only Director of Athletics, Andy Fee. Andy, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well, JJ. Uh, what's shaking in your world? Well, a lot. It's the spring. We talked about this two weeks ago. It's so busy. We're going to be joined by our special guest, Santa Welch, going to be talking about women's water polo this week. Uh, but yeah, it's a busy time, and I think everybody knows where we're going to start this show. How about them dirtbags? How about them dirtbags? What a, uh, a great weekend out at uh, Bull Diamond at Blair Field, huh? It was one of the better weekends I've ever spent at that place because it feels like there's something cooking, something's happening, it's positive. The joy is back at Blair Field right now with first-year head coach Eric Valenzuela uh, keying that confidence we talked to him on this show two weeks ago about that, taking the job, being excited. It's gone incredibly well, up as high as number 16 in the nation this week after taking down Cal, Wake Forest, and Mississippi State. It really couldn't have started much better. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, talking a little bit earlier, one thing that I've definitely noticed is energy. Energy from uh, our players, yep. energy from the coaches, energy from the fans, Blairfield had a very special uh, feeling over the weekend and, and throughout the start of the season that, that I don't know if I've seen in, in my three years here before. I did a preview for the series, and it was basically talking about Coach Peters and their offensive system and kind of how it's a little bit different than what Dirtbags fans have seen and also what college baseball fans are used to. It's very aggressive. It's so nice to see aggressive baseball being played I, just as a baseball fan I like that more and in every game even the 9-0 loss on Saturday there was moments where they were keeping their foot on the gas pedal being aggressive and in college baseball that is kind of the energy you're talking about is the at any moment anything can happen yeah and I think people uh, fans love to see it players I think our players are loving it and it's the brand of baseball that uh you know, it's maybe a little brash. I'll, I'll use the term brash, mm -hmm. but in a respectful way um, that uh, defines, uh, you know, in some ways what it is to be a dirtbag. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's effort, it's energy, it's blue collar, uh, it's brash, you know, it's, it's a brand. And I think if you were out at the ballpark this weekend, you certainly saw that. Even the dancing in between the innings from the dugout to the bullpen, like that, that was something that Eric Valenzuela has said before the season. And then a couple of the players have said it, too. He doesn't really have a thumb on this team. There's a lot of seniors, a lot of guys who have been around for a while. He doesn't have to keep such a close eye on them. He kind of lets them go and do their own thing and, and be themselves. And when you're playing loose and free and being yourself, any baseball player would tell you, that's when you play your best ball. Yeah, you know, these guys have been playing the game for a long time. And uh, at this level, uh, there's a lot of pressure. And one way that you can keep guys loose is to give them a little bit of freedom, as silly as it sounds. Yep. Whether it's, it's dancing, you know, before the game or during the game. Um, you know, you, and, and I think we all want to see um, the guys having fun. Yeah. I mean, if you can't, if you can't come out and, and, and play the game and have fun, it's, 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 not, a lot of, it's not an enjoyable uh, afternoon yep. uh, Sunday if you are dreading and not having a good time. So, you know, to see the guys loose in the dugout and, you know, the celebrations at home plate when they score, it, uh, you know, it, uh, it's a lot of fun. Speaking of not having the thumb on the thing, Connor Cox, retro freshman, coming in, just threw him right in the middle of the lineup, hitting in the three-hole on Sunday, playing center field. 
And he won Big West Player of the Week. He's hitting 500 this year. He went 7 for 12 on the weekend uh, against a very good Mississippi State team. I feel like we need to keep saying that. The number six Mississippi State Bulldogs. This is this is not like they were taking on Concordia. That's right. This is, this is a quality club coming into Bull Diamond at Blair Field. Uh, and, and Cox played great. And uh, and he was talking about bouncing back on Sunday. Uh, but you have to like you have to be able to bounce back. You have to have the freedom to bounce back. And he wasn't the only dirtbag to win an award. Adam Seminaris, the Friday night ace, also won Pitcher of the Week for the Big West in that 4-0 victory. He was incredible. 77 of his 102 pitches were for strikes. He was just pounding the zone. And I know Eric Valenzuela has uh, said this before publicly, and I think it's okay to talk about it on the show. This was the perfect weekend and week for Adam Seminaris, Valenzuela, and his program moving forward. Because he violated team rules two weeks ago and was held out of that series against Wake Forest. So Valenzuela gets to send a message to the entire group, also the groups that are going to come in after that, knowing that it doesn't matter if you're the Friday night guy. If you break the rules, you pay the price. So he sends a message, and then Seminaris comes back and absolutely deals in his return. You couldn't match it any better than that. Exactly. And, you know, Adam is is a great guy and uh, was accountable for for what happened and that's all you can ask you know we, we always say we're not looking for perfection we're just looking for accountability and, and people doing the best they can so it's something that that he's learned from um and i think as you said you know the team you, you want to treat people fairly uh you want to know that um your coach is going to give you a, as much as a chance as the other person and um I was really happy for the team and Adam that, uh, as you said, it, it could work out that way. And it gives an opportunity. And when uh, when he had to sit out the, the Wake Forest series, well, it gave someone an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're, uh, we're, we're in for a treat. Absolutely. We also have to mention Bull Diamond at Blair Field shining this weekend. Able to dodge the rain on Sunday and the other two days were just absolutely beautiful. That sunset on Friday night. Mwah. So nice. The field looks great too. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, to Renee Garcia and his crew. Renee is our head uh, groundskeeper, and he keeps that place dialed in, looking good. Um, I think if you watched it uh, on the stream or in person, it doesn't get much better. And I know the players have said uh, the field's playing uh, phenomenally, and that that makes a difference. I mean, there were a couple plays. I forget who barehanded the ball at third in the Friday game. Sonny, Sonny, Santino Rivera. Yeah, yeah. and he just barehands it and makes an unbelievable play. And if the field is not dialed in Mm -hmm. and and rolling good, that ball could bounce one way, bounce the other. And, uh, you know, so credit and kudos and thank you to to Renee and his crew. Yeah, they do a great job, and it's not just like there's three or four games a week. There's also high schools and other games that are at uh, Bull Diamond and Blair Field all the time. So those guys are always working and doing a great job. They're going to be back at Bull Diamond at Blair Field this weekend, taking on Xavier after a trip to San Diego State on Tuesday. Obviously, we will be there because the bags are hot right now. (laughs) So let's take a look at last week at the beach before we get to our special guest, as we said, and we'll keep saying it, it's so busy here, and last week at the beach was no exception. Number four, Long Beach State men's volleyball got a little bit of revenge against UCLA, taking a five-set thriller at Poly Pavilion. The Bruins snapped Long Beach State's home winning streak earlier this year, so it's the only blemish. Took care of business. They're now 9-1, and one, ranked number four in the nation, like I mentioned. Junior setter Carlos Rivera helping the beach hit 417 
on the night. That is impressive. And this this group is so cool and so much fun to watch because they are balanced. Yeah, It's like I can't write an article about this team without putting at least four or five guys' names in there. Because everybody did something. Yeah, and it was great. You know, Spencer Olivier came back with a, a great match. You know, he, he struggled a little bit at home versus UCLA. And, uh, you know, up at uh, UCLA, he was, he was unbelievable. But, you know, this is a different team than the last two years. And I think some people forget, though, that these guys are pretty good. Mm. And they were playing, although not in an official match, but every day when they went up against those first teamers, they were playing some of the best players in the nation and, you know, they, they, they've really established themselves with a different identity, but I think that's in a good way. And I think you're going to see this team maybe win in a different style. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's still fun to watch. I was at the match on Saturday up at, at, at UCLA, and I, I love it. You know, we go into the fifth set, and I, I said, there's no way we're losing. <laughs> our team in close matches is unbelievable, and the character – of our team and uh, they pulled it out. But you know, in my mind, I said to coach Knipe after the match, I said it was never in doubt. Yeah. Well, if they play five sets at Poly Pavilion, we all know how that goes. <laughs> uh, we'll go over to the men's basketball team. Lost two games last week in big West play against Cal state Northridge and UC Davis. We're going to kind of explain their uh, postseason situation when we do the schedule in just a second. Got to shout out Jason Smith. The senior is tearing up the indoor track, and I'm sure he'll be doing that outdoors as well this year. He won the MPSF Indoor Championship with another amazing jump in the men's long jump. I mean, Jason Smith, we, we got to get on a feature on this kid. He's special. He, he's unbelievable. Uh, he's got a great character. He's, he's someone that absolutely loves being here, and I think for him he's put in so much hard work. And to see him reap the reward from all of that, I, I couldn't be happier for him. I know our coaches are ecstatic, and uh, I look for even bigger things from Jason. Let's shout out some more individuals on the women's basketball side. Sophomore Justina King led Long Beach with 14.5 points per game last week to go with eight assists and four steals. Unfortunately, the beach dropped both of those Big West games over on the beach, beach volleyball is back in action last week on campus. Junior uh, Mari Molina and graduate student Tyler Spriggs went undefeated at the top of the lineup for number 12 Long Beach State in three victories. They're back in action this week. Got a shout out Long Beach softball. They are playing very well right now in these big tournaments. They were at the San Diego Classic and senior Breezy Wise hit 556. And I kid you not, she slugged 1.222. If you know anything about slugging percentage, that means she was very good. She had three doubles and a home run in the tournament. It's some of these softball numbers that we get that we're just like, wait, what? Yeah, that's, that's mashing at the plate. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, women's tennis split two matches in Hawaii, dropped a Big West Conference match to Hawaii. And the women's golf team hosted their annual gold rush at Old Ranch Country Club. They finished third overall, and Marina Davis and sophomore Hannah Coe both finished in the top 10 for Long Beach. So, like I said, this week at the beach, I think the number one story, other than the Dirtbags being back at home against Xavier this weekend at Bull Diamond at Blair Field, in the pyramid on Thursday, men's basketball has two games left in the regular season, and they really need to win this game on Thursday night against Cal Poly to make sure that they make the Big West Conference tournament. That's right, back up against the wall. Uh, not not where we want to be, but that's where we are. And and I know I talking to to Coach Munson earlier today that that's what they're focused on, just one game at a time. But I think we all know where we are. Mm. And um, I, I, think, I think we'll be ready um, on, on Thursday night. 
these guys are resilient. Um, they can bounce back. Uh, it was a tough loss at uh, at Davis. Um, you know, I think at one point we were down 14, yeah, battle all the way that. back, have uh, potentially two free throws to go up. You know, didn't convert the second free throw, but you know that that's the way it goes sometimes. And right mm -hmm. now they they've been on the short end of the stick with a lot of cl close losses, but. Um, there's a lot of pride and I know fans are, um, you know, some are struggling right now with what's happening. You know, we all are, but, um, there still is a lot of pride and I know coach Munson and the team, they, they know what they need to do. Simply explained, the Big West Conference has nine teams. Eight of them make the conference tournament right now. Long Beach state is tied for seventh with Cal State Fullerton and Cal Poly is in ninth. Cal Poly has four wins. Long Beach State and Fullerton both have five wins. And guess who Long Beach State plays in the last two games of the season? It's Cal Poly on Thursday night for senior night. Jordan Griffin at Walter Pyramid. And then at Cal State Fullerton on Saturday night. You don't want that Fullerton game to matter. That's you right. want to take care of business. Beat Cal Poly. Make sure the Mustangs are the ones who don't make the postseason in the Big West. And then you can roll in with a little bit of confidence. You don't want to be playing to get in on the last night of the regular season. That's right. And uh, I, I like, you know, coach's approach. Well, we know what we need to do. And what we need to do and control your own destiny is take care of business on Thursday. Like you said, you, you don't want to be hoping and, and, and having to do something. You want to go out there and take it. Um, and uh, I think these guys will be ready. And I do like the fact it's senior night, it's, uh, Jordan Griffin's last home game. And, um, you know, we've got a lot, a lot on the plate, but all good, I believe. Women's basketball also in action, also having senior night on Saturday, 4 p.m. against UC Davis. They're also going to be taking on Cal State Fullerton at Walter Pyramid on Wednesday. So two home games for them. A lot of home games for Long Beach State teams this week. Men's volleyball going to be at Walter Pyramid on Friday night at 7, taking on Lindenwood. Like we said, the Dirtbags are back at Bull Diamond at Blair Field to face Xavier in Friday, Saturday, Sunday matchups. Softball also coming back to the Long Beach State Softball Complex for their annual tournament, the Louisville Slugger Invitational. Going to face Minnesota, UCF, San Diego State, and Boston. More good teams for this softball group that never shies away from playing the best in the country. Yeah, I think uh, Coach Kim um, and her staff, they're, they're – they're dialed in right now. I know some of the, the, the competition has been very difficult, but I think, you know, looking back at the Oklahoma game, uh, it shows you what this team's capable of, and playing a tough preseason prepares us for the conference. And I'm excited. If we, if we can stay healthy, um, this team is definitely going to make some noise. Yeah, we, uh, we weren't on last week, so we missed talking about that game where they beat the Sooners, one of the best programs in the nation, let alone one of the best teams. So if you're looking to see that softball uh, group, there are two 2 p.m. games on Friday and Sunday, San Diego State and Minnesota. So those should be good ones. Over at Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center, we're obviously going to be talking to Coach in a minute about women's water polo. But the women's water polo team is hosting UC Santa Barbara at noon on Saturday. Over there on the same side of campus at Rhodes Tennis Center, the women's tennis team is going to face LMU and Cal State Fullerton on Thursday and Friday afternoons. Still local not exactly on campus. The beach is going to go to Yuma Beach. Beach volleyball team going to face uh, good groups like Pepperdine, Loyola Marymount, and South Carolina in that tournament at Zuma Beach. They're also going to be back in Los Angeles this weekend. So a huge weekend for the beach volleyball team with five matches in the span of, uh, of just a few days. And finally, 
definitely not last, definitely last but not least, the track and field beach opener is Friday through Saturday at Jack Rose Track. You got to be excited to have a big group of uh, you know different levels of uh, of talent, but great competition on campus for that event. Yeah, uh, Coach Scythe, Andy Scythe does a great job bringing some of the best in, in the nation and in, in, in international as well. Uh, so if fans are out there and they want to see some of the, the, the elite athletes, um, come on out. Jason Smith will be out there. We were, we were talking about Jason a little yeah. bit earlier, but it's not just Jason. There's a whole slew of uh, men and women from our programs that are going to be uh, very exciting to watch. Before we get to our special guest, we wanted to remind everybody that the 562.org is where you're going to find coverage of all of those teams we just talked about. Newsletters, videos, previews, recaps, photos, Twitter updates, and interaction from you, the fans, and us delivering you that sports coverage. That's the 562.org. We are joined by associate women's water polo coach Shayna Welch. Yes? That's it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> you got it. Welcome to the show. I was going to call you Shauna Welsh, and I would have uh, started the interview off on the, the complete wrong foot. Yeah, it wouldn't so. be the first time, and it wouldn't be the last time. So I'm, Yes, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. So first of all, uh, how are you guys doing? You know, how's, uh, how's everybody feeling? We're doing well. We're, we're well into the thick of things here, and we had a you know, good start to the season and some challenging moments these past few weeks, but we're working through that, and you know, everyone for the most part's healthy and just ready to start conference play here in a few days. Yeah. So you picked up a uh, a, a promotion this year. You're the associate head coach now, right? Yes. Is that right? Yes, okay. Correct. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. What does that entail? Uh, I know obviously Gavin is um, working 200 hours a week or something, trying <laughs> to get ready for the Olympics, which yeah. hopefully are still going to happen. Yes. Um, as well as uh, as well as coaching the team. So what have you sort of taken on in addition this year? Um, you know, as part of that new role, pretty much the whole, the whole gig. So, you know, practice planning and managing the team and, you know, travel and film and recruiting and all that good stuff. So, um, luckily we have our volunteer assistant, uh, Robin Gordine, who also, um, has been helping us out as an alumni of the program. So she's been helpful as well. What, um, I mean, you know, for someone who wants to be a coach, I imagine that sort of has to be almost an ideal scenario, right? I mean, you get to, you get to sort of test like, okay, this is what all the responsibilities like, but without having to like move to Ohio to, you know what I mean? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm in a ideal situation and uh, I think one of the best ways to learn is to kind of be thrown into the fire, uh, per se. So I think your analogy is thrown into the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. Thrown into the deep end. That's, yeah, that's a good one. So, um, Hey, it it makes me have to uh, be organized and plan and, and do all those things. So it's been a, a great start for me as a, in my head coaching career. For sure. Um, Well, speaking of getting thrown into the deep end, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the team in a minute, but you were mentioning uh, before we, before we started recording, you've got a six month old baby. Correct. Yes. So you're doing the big, (laughs) the biggest professional challenge and the biggest personal life challenge simultaneously. Um, How close was the promotion to the baby? (laughs) Uh, Fairly close. Yeah. She was born the end of August. So um, we were kind of going through some things and figuring things out, how we were going to shuffle things around on, on the women's side. So, yeah, they, they were pretty close together. So it was a big <laughs> it was a big few months for us, uh, but exciting. What's uh, what's that like? I, um, you know, I've also uh, had two kids while working. I mean, working in sports and having a larger family obligation. It's like a it's a very interesting juggling act for sure. Um, how, how, how are you guys handling that? You know, how much is the baby around? <laughs> <Yeah>. and- <laughs> um, you talk about organizing and planning. It, it just. 
this goes right into that as well. So um, it, it takes a lot of teamwork between myself and, and Robin. So we, uh, we work well together. It's been, it's been a challenge, but it's been the best time of our life. So it's been a lot of fun. And she is, she's around the pool a lot. She's getting used to those whistles and, uh, you know, the, the loud voices. And do you have the, um, we the, do. You have the earmuffs? We have the headphones, yeah, for her. And uh, so she sports those a lot. Very stylish and cute. So uh, she's, she's been fun to have on, uh, on board with us this year. <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me about, you mentioned conference plays opening up. What, you know, for someone who's a casual fan, maybe doesn't know that much about water polo, what's the style of the team? What are your guys' strengths? What, if people come see you guys over there, uh, you know, what are they going to be seeing in the pool? Well, for anyone who hasn't really been exposed to the game a lot or doesn't have a lot of experience watching water polo, and for most people, that's that's quite a few. Uh, it's it's an exciting game to watch. It's pretty high paced and and fast and a uh, lot a lot of whistles, and so you try to follow the ball a lot. And but you know, on our end, we've we've got a lot of really strong players on the team this year uh, and a lot of new faces that we've brought in, and they're doing a good job. We we uh, try to keep things moving on the offensive end and. Uh, just working through some stuff defensively uh, in this next week or so going into playing uh, UC San Diego on Saturday. But uh, we try to keep things mixed up and a little fresh as we go into each game because as as each coach knows, you know, you scout teams and so you want to try to make sure they're not looking for the same thing every weekend. Who's, uh, who's the hardest worker on the team? Oh, that's a tough one. We have some really hard workers. They they all do. Well, you have job. a sport. I mean, they have to work hard because, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard not, to hide. It's, it's not like basketball. It's like, well, if you're feeling tired, you jog for a second. It's <laughs> like, well, if you stop swimming, it doesn't go yeah. well for you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, it is hard to hide in our sport. It's We've we've gotten to a good uh, spot where everyone on the team has, has bought in and invested into what we're trying to achieve. And uh, they're all pretty good as far as work ethic and being committed to the the end goal and that's kind of the expectation that we set from day one so they're they're all willing to put in the work and um they're doing a good job for sure well they they sort of have to right i yeah. mean it's a, yeah you, you know you don't have a choice you're you got the spotlight on conferences starting up um long beach obviously is a great water polo town i don't know i mean i i don't know the area i don't know the country outside of long beach that well but i don't imagine there's a lot of great water polo towns right where you're bumping into you know water polo olympians and and everybody else like all over town what's that like do the kids get to experience that do they have a sense of that you know like yeah i think they know that they're they're surrounded by they they have a pretty good support group in this city um long beach like you said it's it's filled with a lot of past olympians and current olympians and with training right down the road uh, you see them out on Second Street and walking around town, and they're always on Second Street. They're always yeah. on Second Street, yeah, just getting some food and walking around, and you know, relaxing. So they know that there's a, a an awesome support group in this city, and and that's fun to be around too as a coach, and uh, gives them some opportunities locally to go watch some good water polo. Um, so it's it's a great place to be for aquatics. Yeah, for sure, no doubt about yeah. that. Especially if we could get the Belmont rebuilt, that would be wonderful. Yeah, um, give you know, give them a little. <laughs> I'm sure extra. that's going to be so soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, I know. We're just a snap of the finger away. Yes, I can yeah. feel it. Um, okay, so uh, I wanted to ask you about you know, obviously in your sport, there's a lot of foreign players. You guys have a couple on the team. What's it like working with those players and you know, helping them assimilate into the culture and and everything else? Yeah, we do have quite a few on the team, and you know, they they have an extremely high level of work ethic and, and talent. And, um, it's, it's fun because they come in from, like you said, it's, it's a different mentality in Europe and these other places that we bring them from Australia. And, uh, we've got a few Greeks and, 
uh, Dutch player. So they're coming from all over the place and they're bringing in different levels of play and different experiences. So it's, it's a great uh, experience all around for everyone on the team and myself as a coach as well to kind of bring those different playing and different uh, experiences into what we're trying to do here at Long Beach. So, um, but they, they come here ready to work and wanting to play. And so they bring a very high level of uh, experience and playing level, but uh, just that work ethic that we're looking for. For sure. Well, and I mean, obviously it's, it's a little bit like if, you know, in Europe they're recruiting high school basketball players out of Long Beach, right? I mean, right. it's like the sport's at a different platform, especially yeah. in Eastern Europe and everything else. What um, Have there been any sort of funny, you know, language barrier, <laughs> culture gap moments? I mean... Um, there can be in moments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we've had a few moments where, you know, I've said certain things or or players will say things and we're, we're just not on the same page. But we work through those moments and, um, you know, they are all teaching each other their different languages. <laughs> Um, they have fun with it. Your kids, the American kids, know how to cuss and fight. Yeah, yeah, I, now, I stay right? out of it. I don't. Sometimes <laughs> it's better not to know. <laughs> um, okay, so here I'm going to put you on the spot here. I, I want to start doing this with the coaches on the show now, but I'm going to ask you to spell the last name of a couple of your oh, your, boy. Your, <laughs> your international athletes. Okay, Orsi Hertzka. I feel like you could probably Hertzka. do. Yeah, that's an easy start here. H E R T Z K A. Okay, all right, that's not too bad. The challenging one for me. Oh, I know it's coming. Elena. <laughs> Elena K. How do you spell yeah. Elena K's <laughs> last <short>. name? <laughs> K O T. Okay. C H. Nope. Oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> K O T A N C H Y A N. Yeah, and I think that's the shortened version. <laughs> oh my right. <laughs> There's an obituary yeah. yeah at the end of it for yeah, sure. Yeah, we have a few tough ones. Um okay, well so what other you mentioned conference starting up. What um, what games you really want to see fans at? You know, what are a couple of games to kind of spotlight for if someone's a Long Beach State basketball or baseball fan, what would you like them to come out yeah, and see? Yeah, I mean, I think this Saturday is the perfect game to come out to. UC San Diego, it's their first uh first year in our conference. They've they came over this year and so uh, it's going to be a challenging game for us and it's just great playing at home so it's always nice to see the home crowd come out and we don't get a lot of home games so um, any game that we have at home it's always nice to see people come out and support us well that's beautiful uh you're living the dream you're associate head coach six-month baby you know <laughs> you, you got everything going for you very bright future and uh, happy to have you on the show Shayna Welch thanks for joining us I agree thanks for having me thanks like we always say, another great interview with another great person here at Long Beach State. Before we get out of here and end the LB Fee Show, we always do our outro. We always do food recommendations. Andy, what do you got for LB Nation this week? Well, I'm going to uh, suggest, and I'm going to do the same, is get that grill ready. It is grilling season. Uh, I'm going to call Feels it. Feels like it. I'm going to call it. You know, maybe, maybe uh, some might disagree with that, but I'm going to call it grilling season is upon us. So, you know, get that backyard grill going. Make sure it's clean. Make yep. sure you got... If you're propane, get your propane, or if you're charcoal, make sure you're dialed in with everything. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to grilling most everything out there. But I, I love to grill. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. So you propane or charcoal guy? Uh, right now propane, but I'm a. I do love the charcoal, old yeah. school Weber. Just yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you use foil when you barbecue? Occasionally. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't like to. Um, but uh, it can be very helpful. It's very you, helpful. Yeah, you can get into trouble with certain things on the grill. I love doing fish yes. on the grill in the foil. Yes. With the oh, butter yeah, for sure. and the sauce and everything. You still get that smoky taste, but it doesn't stick to it. Yeah, that, that exactly. For fish, yeah, yeah definitely foil. You I, know, I because... think I know what I'm having tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my food recommendation is a simple one. 
Went to the grocery store the other day, and uh, much like Jerry Seinfeld, I do love myself some cereal. Okay. And there are certain cereals that I eat where when I eat them, I feel like I'm seven years old with a bowl in front of Saturday morning cartoons trying to make no noise so that my parents don't wake up so I can watch more <laughs> cartoons and eat more cereal. And turn the corner at Vaughn's the other day, Cinnamon Life on sale for a buck ninety nine. That's a pretty good deal. Who? You think I didn't buy four? Yeah, I was going to say, that's stock up time right there. <laughs> At that point, that's basically the cost of it when it's not on sale. So I just got three free boxes of childhood, took that home, ate it immediately. It yeah, was that's, delicious. Uh, now you got me thinking. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of cereal, although I, when you, you, you brought back the memories, though, when you talked about Saturday mornings and... Uh, I might have to hit up Vaughn's. I don't know. Maybe that deal is probably not still going. I know, right? I'm gonna, I might have bought it all. I might have might to. Be sold I, out I might have to show up at your house just going, just one box. <laughs> Can I just get one box, JJ, please? The key to that Saturday morning thing was the plastic spoon and the plastic bowl. Oh, yeah. Because then you're not making the click exactly, noises. Exactly. Yes. Silence is golden, as it they is, say. It's true. It's true. Well, the beach is going to be making a lot of noise this week with a lot of events here at home. So make sure you're checking the 562.org for all those updates and obviously the website longbeachstate.com. Andy, thank you so much for coming by, being on the show. Thank you for us for having uh for for being here to host it. Producer Roger, appreciate your time as well. We will see you guys in the stands this weekend. Take care Long Beach.